Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to our Fantasy Football Roundtable, where we provide some amazing tips ahead of fantasy football this weekend. I'm Adam Wilborn, god of fantasy football <laughs> here at What Culture Towers. Andy Murray, former fantasy football champion, joins me. And Adam Cleary's here too. Basically Tottenham in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here. Yes. Where's your trophy? I, hey? I, I, I've lost it. Yeah, be, yeah, be yeah. a bit cheesy when it be, be classless, it? actually, yeah. some would say, to bring it into these videos. Mm. Especially when you've bought it for yourself. You have literally paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we are here to discuss uh, game week one of fantasy football and look uh-huh. ahead to game week two and discuss perhaps, perhaps some changes. And also to congratulate those involved in the What Culture Fans League. That's you if you don't suck. Uh, which you can still join, by the way. The code is everywhere on our social media, hopefully up on screen now. Uh, but yes, game week one in fantasy football is done. And Andy Murray, surprise, surprise, you are top of the What Culture Office League. Not top of the Fans League. We'll get to that because someone scored some ridiculous points. But you are top yeah. with 88 points this week. Uh, talk us through how you managed to achieve such stellar numbers. Kings back on the throne. Well, really, it was entirely down to Bernardo Silva not playing, John McGinn coming off the bench, and Divock Origi somehow getting 12 points. Wow! Um, that was the primary. Um, obviously, I, I pissed the bed a little bit in goals, as a lot of people did. Allison came through with one point after getting himself croaked. Um, captaining Harry Kane as well. You know, 26 points. It, it's, you know, 80 whatever. It's a good little total. But the when the prime amount of that comes from basically two players, Raheem Sterling in 20 and Harry Kane on, on 26, you know, I'm going to be modest and say that perhaps fortune was shining on me. I had no idea until we came in here that you'd scored those points, top the league, and you didn't even have Salah in your team. Who? Didn't have Salah. They're playing Norwich. I'm Why not, did you not have Salah? I'm not picking that little prick. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Adam Cleary, how did you get on this week? Well, annoyingly, I'm 81, so I'm not too far off the top. Third? Of the, yeah, third. I'm not, not disappointed with that, but when like I look at it, it could have been easily so much so much better for me. Like I've left about, what is it, 13-odd points on my bench, and I purely made the decision because I've gone very heavy on Bournemouth and Everton plays at the start because I think their first 10 games between them, they only played three of the top six. Mm-hmm. Um and I just thought, oh, really good run, really good run. And they've sort of done all right. But I thought, right, Ryan Fraser or John McGinn? Well, Ryan Fraser's got Sheffield United at home, a team whose centre-backs literally do overlapping attacks, leaving, you'd think, loads of room for a player to get in. Or John McGinn, who's away to Tottenham, might not even start because they might play a bit more conservatively. So McGinn sat on my bench, 
and got seven points, while Fraser got one. Okay. So it was quite disappointing. Done the uh, exact, them. exact same in my yeah. team. Uh, Ryan Fraser, yeah, one point. Um, and I, it was between him and McGinn. I didn't pick McGinn in the end. Yeah. Uh, but I see we both got uh, Kelly, Kelly on the bench yeah. who... Again, another mm. one like it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Crystal Palace could have kept a clean sheet. That game being a nil-nil suited me down the ground because I've got Pickford and Digne, mm. so that's points all over the place. But you know, Kelly's in there as if he's I think he's the only four million, four million. defender. Yeah. He's probably guaranteed to start a lot of games until certainly yeah. until Gary Cahill's fit. So yeah, it's one of those I, my Bournemouth Everton dual pronged attack idea seems to have borne a little bit of fruit, especially as Callum Wilson got an assist, Digne got clean sheet, Pickford. Uh, got a clean sheet, but Calvert Lewin, who I wanted to get a goal somewhere, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything, and then, and then yeah, Rico at the back for Bournemouth also not done anything. I, am I not the only one? I assume sat around this table who said I'm not, I'm not going to be that bothered this year. I'm not going to try. Oh, literally, hard. as soon as I felt the deadline Absolutely was creeping up on Friday, I was like, I got really obsessed, and then I was out for dinner on Friday night and found out that Allison had got injured. I've got Edison in my team. And I felt the smuggest person <laughs> in the what culture office at that point. And then subsequently, yes, I got uh, 80 points in the end, um, akin to Solid quite a lot of other people. Sterling and Salah getting most of my points. Aubameyang getting a six. Uh, Van Dijk, of course. Edison and Dinya. Uh, but nine points on my bench, which was very, very disappointing. Got to give a quick shout out to... Uh, Magdi Mohamed, who manages the team Megso in our What Culture Fans League, who top scored with 109 points. This he week. didn't even use his triple cap. And I, I anticipated, yeah, that, oh, well, this is obviously the, one of yeah. those many people we've seen top scoring uh, with. With uh, yeah, with the triple captain in use, I'll look up his team very quickly. But that is incredible. That's, that, that's I mean, unreal. Yeah, the, the top ten of our league have all scored over a hundred points. Jesus, uh, I think we can write off our chances of winning the fans oh, league yeah. this year, can't we? Yeah. I'm 327th in our fans <laughs> league. Jesus, with 80 points. With 80 points, I thought I was doing pretty well. Um, talking you through his team, yeah, no uh, bench boost, none of that being played. Gee, uh, he had. I mean, the lowest points he got was Josh King and Isaac Hayden with uh, two points. There's Maguire, six points. Ryan in net, nine points. Van Dyke, Kelly, Walker. Captain Sterling, so that's 40 points. Salah and Kane. So he's crammed all the great players in there. Um, didn't even have Maguire starting. He came off the bench uh, to replace David Luiz, uh, as did Hayden to replace Drinkwater. So you can see where he's sort yeah. of cut corners a little bit there. But uh, yeah, 109 points. I think it's interesting you mentioned Harry Maguire there because I know a lot of people didn't plumb for Man United players at the start of the mm. season. Obviously, a lot of question marks. Will they get enough goals? Will they be tight enough at the back? And I would say if you're playing... Because after the first week, you always think, oh, I've made a massive mistake with my team. You look at the opening round of fixtures and you get a bit carried away with it. I would imagine, I think I've seen already, there are a lot of players lumping in on Man United because their fixtures aren't... They're not unkind, you know what I mean? But they haven't got certainly not an easy run. But, I mean, they've got Wolves yeah. coming up at the weekend, which I think will be a much sterner test than, you know, a half-fit Chelsea side. But I watched that game on Sunday, and Man United were not four goals better than Chelsea no. by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was a weird, weird game. Harry Maguire, though, was fantastic. It was excellent. I'm surprised he didn't Wampus- get more bonus points, to Wampus- be honest. as well, I also thought was mm-hmm. really good. But that's a Chelsea side that maybe should have gone with Giroud over Abraham, didn't have... Uh, Kante at the back so there was virtually no Mason Mount for. as well yeah. Mason Mount I thought he did really well actually getting into the spaces behind mm. Luke Shaw Mason Mount but M Prodigy just wasn't quite there like this is he so... looked good in the Super Cup as well didn't yeah, he yeah but to the mean I think we saw last night with Chelsea obviously the Super Cup has no impact didn't on watch FPL it. but <laughs> Chelsea looked for large parts much better than Liverpool I think in the end they were quite unlucky not to win it in normal time um, mm. 
I think this Chelsea side, I know I've got to say this now because I did sort of tip them to get that fourth spot and I looked a bit of a tit on Sunday, but I think if you look at how far away that Chelsea side that Lampard was able to put out was away from what's going to be his finished article of starting side. There was no uh, Rudiger. He couldn't play Azpilicueta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just... Kante was a little bit injured. Kante had, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. had to start off the bench. He didn't start with Pulisic. Like, I think still think Chelsea are a much stronger side and I would be wary of getting carried away thinking that, oh, Man United could do this, Man United could do that because... Pogba, especially, I thought, looked really disinterested. I know yeah. the stats, you look at the stats, it, oh, Man United won 4 0, and Pogba got two assists in that game. Wonderful pass for one of the goals. Wonderful pass for one of the goals, but by his overall play over the 90 minutes was T- really underwhelming. And I, I put it, I think Wolves would be a much, much tougher test of them. Yeah, it's interesting. He did have the sort of a performance of a, a player trying to put himself in the shop window, so to speak. Um, very quickly, in terms of fantasy football, 142 points was the top score this week. Uh, of course, triple captain Sterling did he? Triple captain yeah, Sterling. Um, yeah, you, the lowest points was uh, Bobby Firmino scoring five points for this player. Jesus, um, don't call him Bobby. That's their banner. Uh, congratulations, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool. Lagos FC uh, is the team. Uh, De Gea ten points. Pereira, Cody, Bolly, Dinya, De Bruyne, and Sterling triple captain. Pogba, Firmino, and Rashford uh, got lucky as well. Bolly came off the bench for Jan. Tongan, yeah, of course. As, you did, as you did with you. Oh, yeah, well, no, Willy Bolly started for me because um, I know you want you want a Wolves defender. Was it in McGinn there. that came off the bench for you? Uh, McGinn came off the bench for Bernardo Silva. You want a Wolves defender in there, but Matt Doherty was a little bit out of my budget. I think he was point five. So more. we've looked at uh, game week one and where we succeeded and where some of us failed. Let's look ahead to game week two. Andy Murray, you're leading the pack. How are you analysing that team? Because they've done well for you, but yeah. you can always improve in fantasy football. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, there's a couple of areas of weakness uh, I would ideally like to address. Um, I think having two Man City midfielders in the same lineup is risky. I have Bernardo Silva and Sterling um, because of Pep's penchant for rotation. Mm-hmm. So Silva might be one I'll look to get out in over the coming weeks. But the first problem I have here is goalkeeping. Um Allison is obviously croaked. I think Adrian might actually be quite a sensible straight swap because yeah. he's 4.5 million. You can save a fair bit of money there. Well, you got Pope on your bench I there do, as well. I do have Nick Pope on the bench, but they have Arsenal this week. Mm. And you know, I, I know Arsenal looked a little bit dummy against Newcastle, but you'd fancy players. They were playing a pretty banter team with Joe Willick and all mm. these other, Reese Nelson. You'd think that someone like Pepe will come in. This when, week. when it comes to um, your philosophy, let's say, more as a mm. fantasy football manager, rather than before we get into these transfers, do you prefer to just use your free transfers or are you more like me who seems to do sort of three changes and hope that the amount of points those players off. you bring in will score will balance that Speculate out? Speculate to accumulate. Um, I don't really put a whole lot of thought into it, to be honest. <laughs> um, whatever comes into my head one week, oh, I don't like him, he's a fanny, I'll sub him out. Um, I mean, if you look at my squad at the moment, I've got... Three Scottish midfielders for some reason and Andy Robertson. So mm. national bias creeping in. But a uh, week to week basis. It depends who I'm playing. If I'm playing someone I think I can womp, I might do three or four transfers. This is in the head to head league. Yeah, this is it. The head to head's a little bit more interesting to me. Mm. Um, if I'm playing just, you know, one of you gentlemen, because you're all right, I'll just do Thank one. You. I'll, stay, I'll stay within the limit. But it's all week to week. It's all dependent on like how many things I need to change. This week, I would ideally like to change two, but I'm actually just going to do one, and that's going to be the goalkeeper. Um, the only time I'll ever spend money on a transfer is if it's sort of a long term. and if Because week to week, I don't really like to think of it that way, because if you take four points off a player before you've even started, then you need them to do a goal or and an assist. Mm. You need them to do more than one thing to kind of make that worth it. But if I'm sort of looking at a change in terms of, all right, over the next five weeks, I think you'll score... 20 or 30 points more than the player I'm going to have in. If it's a long-term change, I won't be 
won't be afraid to do it. On the goalkeeping thing before, though, I know a lot of people are... I think the, the biggest transfer in FPL this week is Allison for Edison. I always think mm-hmm. going for the really expensive goalkeepers at the big sides is such a false economy because you pay what you pay way over the odds for them. And especially Liverpool at the minute, they didn't look watertight against Norwich. I think they let Norwich have, what was the stat? More shots on target than any team last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly didn't look remotely solid at the back by their by their standards, I should say, against Chelsea. Adrian stopped them playing out from the back as much as they'd like to. I think Liverpool will still steamroller over 90% of teams in the league, but not from a defensive like shutout standpoint. Yeah, I think I mentioned this when we previewed our teams. I've got Edison in my team, and a lot of people were saying Edison, Allison, Edison, Allison. You know, coin flip. Uh, really, it, it, it's a, but I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Edison is in my team because instead of someone like a Zinchenko mm. or you know uh, Laporte or something like that. And he's, he's in there because he's the one... Cons- I say this now. Watch him get injured this weekend. He's the one consistent thing in that Man City side. Now, I don't think Zinchenko's going to be rotated out, but I think he almost... Whereas I've, I've done this... Uh, this is the first season I've really gone for an expensive goalkeeper. The previous seasons, I've gone for a, a Fabianski or... An a, economical thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a lottery of... All right. If, well, if they concede, you've got to hope they make some decent saves in there. Yeah. And that that does work sometimes. If you put in a, a Burnley keeper, for example, they they're going to they might concede, but they're going to take a lot of shots. But Edison almost it's the opposite now. You just see, watch Man City grind out, and they very rarely give away mm-hmm. a lot of goals. But you say it's a lottery there. Like Fabianski was the top scoring goalkeeper last year. West Ham were not. I mean, no, West Ham trash. last season was basically Diop looking around asking anybody else if they fancied helping. <laughs> but he was the top scoring goalkeeper because even when he wasn't keeping a clean sheet, they were mm-hmm. facing mm-hmm. a lot of shots and he was building up bonuses that way. Man City ship one goal. It's not like Edison's going to be getting peppered for the no. rest of the game. Like in the calendar year of 2019, Man City have the most clean sheets in the league. You know who's second in the calendar year of 2019? Everton. Like, it's not Liverpool or Chelsea or whatever like that. It's Everton. Five million Jordan Pickford. Five million Jordan Pickford. Like, he's, he's more, far more cost-effective. Dinya gets you another way in with his sisters. as well. And they're, they're facing a, what looked like a relatively yeah. toothless Watford side. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Um, let's talk about some of your transfers because I sent you and I are going to. I've already made my transfer. You've already made. I, I made my transfer ball. You're very Monday. keen at this. You always do. No, this. no. See, I'm not normally my, my approach, and I would always advise people to do this. Is I always wait until the press conferences I, on the Friday. Mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. wait till I'm sure someone's going to play because you don't. You can't follow twenty teams in the league. Like I know, for example, that Andy Carroll's going to be out for a month, but everybody else in the obviously doesn't support Newcastle. Is like. Is Andy Carroll going to start? It's like, no, because he's because he's injured. He's you dead, can't he? follow these teams. You don't know about their knocks, their niggles, like their rotation for mm-hmm. form, things like that. So always wait for the press conferences. I normally wait till the Friday, but I immediately, immediately binned off Salah, even though they've got Southampton for Sterling, because I think one. I know Tot- Tottenham are playing Man City this week, so Sterling might not do, might not pull up any trees this week. But their fixtures after that are great, right, and his price is going to go. Up and I think a lot of people will be put off getting him this week because they're playing Spurs. But next week, his price is going to go up and up and up and up mm-hmm, and up. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him now before. Because the thing about the, the transfers at the start of the season is every, everyone is either 0.0 or 0.5, right? So you can kind of, if you imagine it in blocks of five, you can build up these teams. As soon as one player goes to a six or a one, mm. all of a sudden you can't just swap people out for him. You've got to like save 0.4 million somewhere else just to mm. get that. Just to and with Martial's, I think, just gone up to 7.6, which could mess yeah. up my plans. So if, if, you've got a, if you've got 7.5 million to spend mm-hmm. and someone goes at 0.1, you've actually got to get rid of 8 million in order to bring them in. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get Sterling in straight away. Where might... do, are you been off? Sorry, you said you've been off Salah. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think Salah might get a goal or something mm-hmm. against Southampton mm-hmm. and Sterling might well not against Tottenham. But I think over the course of the next couple of games, I'd rather have him in. What about you and with Sterling and Salah? Would you be inclined to switch the opposite way? Um, not this week, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Primarily, primarily from an economical standpoint, I don't really want to burn uh, a bunch of points on over transfers mm-hmm. this week. Well, I don't really trust Nick Pope and goal, so changing Allison has got okay. to be my priority. After that, I don't know if I want to chop down the points. Now, let's go to someone who always makes a lot of transfers. Me. Um, <laughs> I, I've already, when I was writing my list down, I was like, oh, I don't think I need to make that many changes. Um, I can't remember whether I picked Lundstrom from Sheffield United deliberately or just forgot to put in Dendonka instead of him. I very nearly started Button instead of Edison, for example, yeah. this week because I was panicking ahead of the transfer deadline thing. But I immediately was like, right, Fraser's got to go. I, I was the same as you. Fraser's got to go. He's had this wonderful, you know, he's in theory has this wonderful run of games and yet he was up against this Villa side who looked relatively decent for the majority of the mm-hmm. game against Spurs mm-hmm. and then just tired towards Slanderous the end. Slanderous um, treatment of Ryan Fraser there. Perea for Watford played 45 minutes. Yeah. Furious I was that, I, that he didn't play a full game. And Josh King, another player like you, Bournemouth players looking at that. Now, for once, I may actually use my substitutes. My substitutes bench generally, when it comes to fantasy football, are full of saving, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the least you Coopers. have to spend on yeah. players. Uh, Zande Silva... Uh, Donker and Kelly but I've, I've written here potentially rotating Kelly in you look at the fixtures that are coming up uh, Crystal Palace have got Sheffield, Sheffield United yeah. so in theory I could swap him out for uh, Lundstrom who I think may they may concede a goal but I d- I'm, I'm not decided yet but I've made a list of players I'm contemplating bringing in uh, McGinney Esther John McGinn of course uh, who's on your bench mm. who looked phenomenal taking his goal against great player Spurs. yeah he's phenomenal uh, Villa are at home they're against Bournemouth, who didn't look great. There's potential there. Uh, Martial, I, and what is, I may be tempted to bring, I was one of those players who was saying, don't bring any Man United players in. But Martial, I look at him, I look at the way they played when they eventually started really flowing going forward. Granted, that was sort of hitting Chelsea on the break. 
But um, against Wolves, I sense that to be quite an open game and he, mm-hmm. he might have some chances there. But as I said, 7.6 million, that may mess up. I may have to switch around some players. Yeah, you need to free up 8 million pounds effectively. To bring and uh, the Norwich striker, Pookie, I think, <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Never Timu not, Pookie. Never not going to be funny, that, is it? it it's, it's, I just remember this guy being an absolute horse at Celtic. But I guess it does stand to reason that he can't make it in the best league in the world. So now that he's in the <laughs> worst yeah, league yeah. in the world. More his level. And he's Found playing, he's, they're Found at home, level. they're playing Newcastle. There's this cloud over Newcastle. Castles, I've got to mentioned. say, I was really impressed with Norwich, and I think we may have said this in the actual football previews at the start of the season, but it's definitely the age of teams coming up from the championship and just deciding, right, well, it doesn't matter what worked for us down there, we're just going to try and concede as few goals as possible hope we can nick things. Very much the Burnley the first time mm-hmm. they came up approach, Stoke City teams like that. It's at the stage now where like the golfing class between the sort of bottom 10 teams in the Premier League and the top five or six teams in the championship pretty much of a muchness. So if you've got a good system of playing and you, you, know, you know that you've got an effective means of getting results, there's no reason to change it whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong, I think Norwich should have maybe been a bit more conservative against a Liverpool team. <laughs> they effectively gave them four goals in mm-hmm. the first half. Grant Hanley will do that, baby. Grant Hanley will do that to you. <laughs> but like, the two fullbacks I thought were excellent in getting forward. I thought they were really, really good. Um, I know we've got them in, I think it's Benjamin's team and we're going to talk about it later, but they didn't yes. do anything. But I thought they played really well. I thought Norwich were really unlucky to be 4-0 down at halftime. And I mean, they won the second half. I went and watched that game in the pub and I was about 15 minutes late and I asked my friend, I'd missed one goal. I was like, what, what have I missed? I went, well, weirdly, it's been all Norwich. It's just that Grant Hanley's put one in his own net. And then I watched <laughs> the next 20 minutes and it was Norwich looked really mm-hmm. strong to Liverpool have got you know they've got the ability to go and score those four goals yeah like aside from Timu Puki there are some smart pickups in that Norwich mm. team I think that Aaron's, Aaron's a fullback he yeah, excellent, yeah like he obviously had a bad game week because they conceded four goals but he looked very good very positive um I put Kenny McLean in my team as a bit of a banter pick because Aberdeen made Kenny McLean um <laughs> but he's a very good midfielder and he started uh, against Liverpool which shows they still have a lot of faith in him even at this level very metronomic central midfielder mm. but the one player, I think, in their squad who has the potential to be kind of this year's Pascal Gross or Aaron Mui, mm. Mui, 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 Tony Bone, the, the bald lad, him, who has the potential to be this cheap midfielder who just racks up points constantly is Buendia, who got the, or Buendia, I don't know how you pronounce it, Emiliano, that's his forename, who got the assist uh, mm-hmm. for Puki's goal, looked very, very threatening against one of the best teams in the league, and I think he'll be a nice little point collector at six million. Right, it's now time for Name and Shame, where we name the <laughs> bottom team in the What Culture Office League. We're not going to be harsh to the fans league, I don't think you can still join that though. And that unfortunate honour goes to Benjamin Richardson, um, who scored 21 points this that. week. There's a caveat to this because I think... There is a caveat to the caveat, a, yes. though. I think Benjamin has picked a number of players based on the name. Now, I know the caveat to the caveat. But explain explain, but explain some, of your, some of his picks then. He, well, okay. He's got players, right, called Bong, yeah. Yeah. Long, yeah. and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> Up front, he has Jesus yeah. and Abraham. Yeah. yeah. He also has the Pope. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that's thematic. Socrates in his defense. Yep. Exactly. Well, so- Socrates. Exactly. You know. Now there is a there is a the caveat to the caveat. caveat, caveat, to the caveat. Phil Chambers did the exact same thing and got 68 <laughs> points this season. So it is. It's not an excuse to be coming out with 21 points. It's more of an excuse because his team is more banter than Phil. The thing is, though, the thing I will say about it is in that team, Kepper. You would, you know, he's, a, he's Chelsea's number yeah. one goalkeeper. Socrates is probably going to play. Steve mm-hmm. Cook, he plays. Uh, Rice, Rice plays. Yeah. Jesus plays. Abraham plays. Pope plays. Like he's got a lot of like 
playing, guys. I'll, I'll yeah. bet there's a lot of people watching or listening to this who who are in a, a, a league with their mates, and there's that one league, a one fa- one mate in that league who has got a banter team, and this happens almost every year, and it will happen at some point during the season, and one of us is going to flip this table over yeah. because we meticulously, like we say, analyze fixtures, discuss, you know all the statistics and things like that. We go into the weekend and we lose in a head-to-head game. Have you got the league table there? I've got the league, t- the what called office league, yeah. yes. Uh, we lose in a game to someone who just thinks, oh, that's a funny name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's a funny name. <laughs> Always leave, well, Phil. It's not even just that. It's like a lot of thought went into these teams at the start of the season. Everybody sort of, mat- not meticulously, but certainly if you're ever going to put thought into your team, it's when you're picking it. I know a lot of people with FPL kind of drift off as the season goes, but week one, you do think mm-hmm. about it. And... Peter Willis, Ewan Pattinson, Adam Nicholas, Simon Gallagher, Michael Sidgwick, Osley Beattie, and Benjamin Richardson were all outthought by Phil, who was just sat at his computer going, ha-ha, bong. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil is seventh, joint seventh in the league, purely off a team of banter names. A guy called Chambers as well. He's obviously. 12 points behind you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. I, and I, I, you know... He's 13 points behind me a bit. <laughs> But it's it's a it's a very very exciting time. Um, any other uh, picks for this weekend that you think are going to score going to score big points? That people need to look out for. Nope. I'm staying I'm staying totally true. Like I, Bournemouth let me down. They had what I thought was one of the easier games of the run I picked them for. Uh, Ryan Fraser let me down. Rio let me down. Callum Wilson let me down because he should be getting mm. a goal against Sheffield United, not an assist. But I still look at that run of fixtures and I I believe firmly that there are lots of points for Bournemouth players to get there. Same. I look at those Everton fixtures mm-hmm. and while. I mean, they've given Dominic Calvert-Lewin the number nine shirt and not dropped money on a big centre-forward. He is clearly going to play for them. I think there's a lot of value in the Everton side. I think there's a lot of value in the Bournemouth side. Um, I would say don't get carried away by yeah, bringing in loads of Man United players. Like you are effectively... You know, for FPL's a marathon, not a sprint. You can't judge a book by the first chapter of the book. It's mm. got a load of anomalous writing in it, which will not make any sense in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> Just if you've had a plan from the start of the season, s- stick to it. Very quickly, uh, who's going to be, what, not giving too much away, you can lie if you want, but okay. who's going to be your captain this weekend? Genuinely, I was obviously going to, I'm not going to go with Sterling because they're playing Spurs mm-hmm. and I think while he could be the decisive factor in that match, he might not translate to FPL points. I think, uh, I don't know, I might I might actually go with Calvert-Lewin. Mm-hmm. Andy? Uh, it might be Max Ahrens, you know, playing against Newcastle. <laughs> uh, I may go an obvious pick. I'm probably, probably going to lean towards Salah. And if not him, mm-hmm. maybe... I might actually go Van Dijk. I know it's it's really out there to captain a defender, but... It does do well, though, sometimes. People yeah. overlook it. So if, you've, you know, if, you're, if you're midfielder, you're a striker, don't, yeah. sc- don't score Salah's any goals. a good show. When, uh, Van Dijk can score a lot of points just mm-hmm. purely just from defending. And he, like you said, he can, he's a goal threat from corners. Potentially well. sneaky one this week. Uh, Sadio Mane, he's a 12 million. He's obviously one of the best players in the league, but literally hundreds of thousands of people have transferred this guy out. And he's just coming into fitness after coming back from the African Cup. I, I, I would Super say as well. playing against Southampton. So there is an element of risk with him coming into the team, but there's also quite a decent chance he's going to come back into the lineup. You can't play Divock Origi forever. It's the romantic scoring against your former team. Yeah. So. I will say, I do, I'm not saying that. Liverpool won't beat Southampton. I do fancy them to beat Southampton, mm-hmm. but I watched. I did watch that game. They played 120 minutes on Wednesday night mm-hmm. before they play on they, the Saturday game. They're playing uh, on yeah, Saturday. Uh, not lunchtime, sorry. They haven't yeah, got the Sunday oh, game. Oh, it's a tough shift, no doubt. They dragged Marnie off with about 10 minutes to go because he looked absolutely knackered. Mm-hmm. Like, he physically couldn't keep going in that game. And bear in mind, he is, as you say, just coming back. He, don't, he didn't start against Norwich. Was no. he the one they no. left out for Came Origi? On. Came on. I would, 
I would be wary about like lumping on Liverpool this week, which is again obviously smash cut to them doing a <laughs> Yeah, they're playing Southampton. Like, well, we will do garbage. our um, Premier League preview tomorrow, of course, looking ahead to all of these matches. But let us know, let us know your thoughts on your fantasy football tips for game week two in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or NBA podcast from for yeah. daily football podcasts on the go too. My thanks to Andy Murray and Adam Cleary. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.